there, I'm Randy Zuckerberg on the mic, and welcome to the Crypto Cafe with me, Randy Zuckerberg, where we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, NFTs, metaverse, and Web3. I have been trying to get this next guest on this podcast since the very first episode. She is just one of the most incredible thought leaders in the space. I've had her on my live radio show before, and pretty much everything that I know about the blockchain, I have learned from Ilan Halpern, who is the product manager at Alchemy and uh, ha- always takes the time to educate people about blockchain Web3 and has just the most unique ability to break down complicated concepts into a way that feels really approachable. Alon, it's such a delight to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Randy. I love hanging out and chatting with you. So super stoked to be here. Thank you. I, um, I, we we did a, a presentation together at the BFF event all the way back in January, and I feel like everyone who walked away from that event was like, Elon is my serious girl crush. Like the knowledge that is in her brain is is incredible. So uh, thank you for sharing it with all of us today. First of all, this is a virtual cafe. So what would you be drinking if we were together in an actual cafe? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, I'm actually drinking a, a cold brew coffee right now. I had a very early hot yoga class this morning, um, and so I need to get some caffeine in. Awesome. Yes, I am also, I think I'm on like my fourth coffee of the day, which is probably not great. <laughs> but when you have three young kids, it's a necessity. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I'm curious, I mean, what what was your aha moment about blockchain and Web3, if you can remember kind of when you when you first got into the space? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I think really these these aha moments are, are what allow the whole entire space to click for people. I think if you're like, oh, I just don't understand it, or, or you're kind of skeptical, you have these aha moments, and then that just sends you down this deep, deep rabbit hole. Um, and so I'd say I've, I've had a couple um, of aha moments when it comes to Web3. I think the first one, which is one that we've actually talked about before together, Randy, um, was when I really like realized that the fundamental technology behind Web3 and the blockchain could improve something that I'm experiencing in my own life. And when you think about it from like a meta perspective. So what that was for me was way back uh, kind of in, in 2020 uh, during peak COVID time uh, when we were you know distributing vaccine cards and we had just created this revolutionary new you know medical technology, this, this mRNA vaccine that we're distributing to everyone. And we were using these pieces of paper, the most archaic, system we can possibly think of pieces of paper and pens to kind of prove and validate them across the globe uh, and people would lose them and, and they would get kind of ripped up and they'd get wet in the rain and whatnot and i was just kind of thinking like wow like this would be a lot better if we had like one decentralized kind of database that is accessible to everyone you just need the internet and you know you can't edit and modify it and all these properties that really are fundamental to the blockchain um, and had that system been been used for this process, I think would have revolutionarily changed that experience for users and, and everything alike. 
I mean, I remember when we spoke about that on our first ever Zoom together and that it, it even blew my mind when you described it to me like that. Because I was like, I was like, my own vaccine card is like bent up and beat up. And and then like the best thing you can do for it is to like go to Office Max and laminate it. Like that's the answer. And like meanwhile, like you said, we have this incredible scientific breakthroughs and, and blockchain technology. And why is that a thing? So I, your aha moment became mine. Um, I'm curious, Elon, did you understand blockchain right away or is there hope for the rest of us? Like, did you also even have a moment of confusion? Oh my gosh. I mean, absolutely. Like I often tell people, so I, I graduated from Stanford University with a computer science degree. So I do have a technical background. I've done software engineering work before. Um, but, you know, when I first got to Alchemy and, you know, this is the current, current company that I work at now, uh, I really had to like sink my teeth in and wrap my head around like, okay, what is this entire system and entire industry? And then like, what problem are we as Alchemy trying to solve within that? And I, I gotta tell you, it took me like weeks to really let it click. Like, it really took me deep, deep diving into the rabbit hole. And I think at the time that I was doing all this research and understanding, like there were no nothing out there that was that was you know beginner level kind of fundamental breakdowns. Um, and there were a lot of researchers out there that also like weren't really necessarily true. So um, today, I think that people will be able to understand it and figure it out at a much faster pace than I was at the time. But I would, I would definitely say it wasn't like an instant click for me. I would be lying if I said that. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better because I like that means there's hope for for everyone else to catch on. Um, you mentioned Alchemy, uh, where you work, which is really one of the leaders in the space. Maybe you can talk a little bit about what you're working on at Alchemy and, and what even brought you there. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey to Alchemy was actually pretty serendipitous. Um, and it, it's probably a longer story for another time. But the quick uh, TLDR on it is, again, I graduated uh, class of 2020 from Stanford. And I was actually going to get my master's degree um, right after that in, in sustainability and climate change, which is kind of a side side passion that I'm really interested in. Uh, story for another time. But uh, started as an intern at Alchemy for that summer between undergrad and graduate school. Spent about a month and was like, "All right, I'm not going back to school. Like this is way too interesting. This is way too cool. I'm having so much fun. This you know industry about to come is going to revolutionize everything." And I realized that like, this is what I wanted to spend my life and time doing. Um, and school is kind of not going anywhere. So um, <laughs> I, I joined out a little bit serendipitously. You're like, school, um, school's then, overrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I do, I do love school, but, but school always exists. And, you know, getting the chance to, to jump on the train to build the foundations of an industry to come, that's kind of a once in a lifetime thing. So thought about it a little bit like that. Um, but my reasons for joining up, I think, are very different from, from my reasons for staying, right? Um, fundamentally, at Alchemy, we are, our top line goal is really to bring Web3 to a billion people. And the way we truly see that happening is by empowering developers. And I'll tell you why. So if you think about it, I want to bring Web3 to a billion people. How do I get my grandmother to become excited about a Web3 product? Well, there has to be a Web3 product out there that she's excited about using, right? I can't force her through Uniswap or buying an NFT if she's not excited about that. But if there's a product that exists that she's excited about, that'll really increase the chance of her using it. So then how do we get those products? You think about this like a flywheel, right? How do we get those products in front of people like my grandmother that she'll be excited about? 
And that really fundamentally starts with enabling and empowering developers. Developers are the ones who are going to build those products that are going to attract the billion users that we want to see using Web3. And when you get more developers, you get more products, and then you get more users, and that drives more developers. So it's sort of this flywheel that starts fundamentally with developers. And that's why we as Alchemy are hyper, hyper focused on the on the bottom root of that flywheel. It's it's interesting. I'm you mentioned getting a billion people into Web3. Can you talk a little bit about maybe what's keeping people from getting into Web3 right now? Yeah, it's a really, really good question. Um, so I think that there, there's a couple of things. Um, I think what we'll know, I think when we'll know that Web3 has really reached mass adoption is when we kind of stop talking about it, right? Like if you think about it, and this is something that our, our CEO, Nikhil, says, when I go to call my Uber, um, I'm not like, hey, I'm going to use this internet app called Uber that's like communicating over like, you know, TCP, HTTP to like call my Uber. I'm just like, I'm going to use Uber, right? I don't think about what protocols under the hoods or that it, the fact that it's an internet or web two application when I go to use it. And so when web three really truly reaches mass adoption is when we sort of kind of stop thinking about it. It's just this fundamental tech. I don't think about, hey, vaccines are using the blockchain, which is why I can easily access it anywhere in the world. It's just like, oh, this experience is really easy. I can access it anywhere in the world. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that, that need to happen in order for us to get there. One thing that I'm extremely passionate about and excited about is, is this concept of education. I think you know this, we, we spoke at BFF together. Um, a lot of my current role at Alchemy is focused on education. I think that um, enabling and empowering people to, to truly deeply understand the aspects that they, they want to in order to build, in order to use, um, all, all, of that, all of those things I think are going to be crucial to, to reaching mass adoption. I'm speaking with Alon Halpern, product management at Alchemy, and I think for sure one of the most knowledgeable people and thought leaders in blockchain and educating developers in Web3 that's out there. You're listening to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. Alon, one of the things I also have really admired is just your deep passion for getting more women and non-binary people into the industry. I'd love to hear uh, a little bit of uh, some of your efforts there. I know you started an organization that's that's dedicated to that. How's everything going? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, mean, I think one of the first things I noticed when I entered the space was, was the lack of, of women and non-binary people um, in the industry. So my role at Alchemy tends to be pretty externally facing. Um, and I would get on a call and the rare occasion that I would jump on a call and there would be a, a woman on the other side of the call, we would just like have to spend the first five minutes talking about it. Like it was that rare. Was totally. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know that other people existed. Like this was the first time. And so, you know, the fact that that had to happen over and over again, I think now it's gotten tremendously better. Um, now it's just, I don't even, I don't even question it. When I get in calls with people that, that aren't men, which is really exciting. Um, but at the beginning, there was this really, really deep rooted problem. And I think there still is obviously a lot of issues with, with gender diversity and diversity in general. But um, yeah, so that's a large reason why uh, I, I spent a bunch of time completely dedicated to educating um, and getting getting more women and non-binary people excited. So uh, alongside Laura Du, who's amazing, you should definitely have her on the podcast at some point, um, kind of helped start We Three. Um, which is an organization that's the type of focus on, you know, really getting people, the fundamental goal is 50% of women in getting jobs in Web3. So 50% of the Web3 workforce should be women. 
and then 50% of women owning and non-binary people owning assets in Web3. So really having that financial empowerment and enablement that we, we tend to promote in the crypto space. Um, and there's, there's a lot of efforts and exciting initiatives that are happening under the hood there. I love that. Okay, so where do you get your info? You are the wealth of info for so many people. So where, who and where are you learning from? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So I have the unique privilege of living, breathing, and working in Web3 all the time. I think if I didn't, I would just, I would probably just never sleep. Um, so I do get this unique exposure. I think this kind of is, is a benefit of working at a company like Alchemy is that we're very horizontal in the industry, right? So we're a developer platform. Our goal is to make it easy for people to build Web3 applications. What those Web3 applications are, we're pretty agnostic to. So what that means is, is that I can get exposure to all sorts of verticals and all sorts of ideas and initiatives and industries that are spurring up in Web3 just by nature of my day-to-day job and learning about our customers and our users um, and all of the above. And then I think I also, you know, I'm a part of the education team. We, we actually recently just had an acquisition. That was our first ever acquisition as a company um, with, with uh, an education platform called ChainShot that's been hyper, hyper focused on developer education from the very beginning. Um, and so I'm very privileged to be surrounded by people who I would say are way, way, way smarter than me and are getting to teach me every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of work, uh, podcasts a ton. I think this podcast is, is amazing. I think um, there are tons of others out there that I really kind of spend a lot of my free time listening to. Thank you. And congrats on the chain shot acquisition. That seems like a, a great company and a, a really great fit. Um, you mentioned Laura, your co-founder at We3 is someone who um, who inspires you. I'm curious, who else do you look up to in the space or or artists that you, you admire in the space? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. <laughs> oh, man, it, it's hard to it's hard to say. I think it's like so, so many people. I, I will say I, I have a very, very special place in my heart for those folks that are like building the core Ethereum protocol mm. and are and are really on the Ethereum kind of client team and, and pushing that forward. The merge just recently happened last week, uh, as I'm sure you, you, you're aware and have discussed. But yes, we did um, a whole these, we did a whole episode uh, here amazing. on the podcast about the merge. <laughs> Yeah, well, everyone everyone should go listen to that. So I think it's, it's absolutely fascinating. But these are the people that are all like behind the scenes keeping this stuff alive and they rarely ever get the spotlight, right? So there's this whole stack of like, you know, low level, building the client code, building this kind of infrastructure and blockchain that allows people like us to go do like fun stuff and like, you know, talk about NFTs and, and build these consumer applications that get all the hype and the news. But really like none of this would be happening without the people that are dedicating their lives to just get this technology to work. Um, I don't think they get often put in the spotlight enough. So I have a lot of admiration for that team. Uh, for sure. And it's, um, that was one of those those episodes we taped where I was both fascinated, but also I think like felt more confused at the end than, <laughs> than when we started. So I was yeah. like, I clearly have a lot more research to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what new tech uh, or trends are, are interesting and catching your attention right now? You're always like, I feel like a year ahead of where everyone else is. So if, what what's on your mind? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I think... Um, seeing a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, I think just, you know, we'll give a couple of, of Alchemy's customers a quick shout out. So I think that there are 
people working on pretty amazing things. So um, a couple of companies that come to mind. One is is a company called Goldfinch, mm. um, which uses USDC to help give in businesses that are that are in emerging markets that might not be able to collateralize their loans, might not be able to give all this upfront money for a loan, they kind of give them loans um, and allow people to to kind of fund those businesses so that they can get their start. And I think those kinds of use cases are really, really exciting. Um, then you have more really interesting kind of like technology protocols that that are trying to break into spaces that are traditionally really hard to break into, like social media. So something like Lens Protocol. Um, which is somewhat of a decentralized social graph that allows you to sort of take your, your social network with you in a decentralized way. Um, so lots of really, really cool stuff. I think fundamentally, you know, infinite use cases in Web3, but fundamentally the thing that most excites me about the space is this idea of like composability. And I think I, I, I don't mean to use like this kind of like annoying big word, this buzzword that like gets tossed around. But what I really mean by that is this like, the speed of innovation in Web3 is just exponentially greater than it ever has been in the past. And the reason why is because all of this data, all of this code, all of this information now lives on this public decentralized network. So anyone can tap into it. And so like, what does this look like in practice? Let's imagine at the time that Lyft was, was riding with the ride sharing app, um, that they could just come in and copy Uber's code, right? Uber's code is lives on a public blockchain. Instead of building all their algorithms, all their infrastructure, their whole entire product from scratch, they can say, okay, cool. We want to do something similar to Uber, but we want to give X, Y, and Z more benefit to our users. So rather than having to spend all these engineering time and resources, basically building everything from scratch, they can bootstrap off of each other and build on top of each other. And that'll just accelerate the speed of innovation so, so much faster than ever was possible. Absolutely. It's definitely, it's incredible what happens when uh, things are are outside of these walled gardens. Um, in our final few minutes together, I'm curious um, if you can talk a little bit about what's in your crypto wallet, because uh, you learn a lot about someone from what they've collected or, or what they're interested in. So what are a few highlights of what we'd find in your wallet? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think I think without oversharing or like showing too much, I think <laughs> a couple of things that you'll you'll definitely find in my wallet are, are number one, um, Ethereum. I do believe in, in the long term success of uh, this space and this technology, and I'm super super excited about uh, the future roadmap here. Um, of course, BFF, something that I know you and I both have in our wallets. It's an yeah. amazing, amazing organization. Would would highly recommend um, women, non-binary, and of course allies to, to go take a look at BFF. It's awesome. Um, and then a couple other other uh, uh, fun NFTs. Um, I one, one of the first NFTs. Let's give it a quick shout. One of the first NFTs that I bought just just out of pure. You know, there are a lot of reasons to buy NFTs. There's you know NFTs that you buy as an investment. There's NFTs that you buy um, be, you know because you get this certain utility. Uh, and then there's NFTs that you buy because you're just like, oh, I kind of like that art. And I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, that art really appeals to me. Um, and so the first NFT that I bought that that was in that latter group was um, was called Women in Weapons. And it's this, this artist, um, Sarah Ballman. And she's just awesome. Um, and, and we got to become close friends. So uh, I think her project is great. I think she, she stands for a lot of really awesome things. So um, that's a little shout out there. I, I love it. And I, I love 
I love being at like the start of a space that's so small and so wonderful because every single thing that you've mentioned, we've either like done a podcast episode with that founder or um, or it's something that I love also. So um, you have great taste. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, rather than make you break down your fantastic explanations of blockchain here, I know you've done it so many times and it's public before. So where where can people go to see some of the education or the videos or training that you've already done if they want to get the amazing Elon blockchain 101. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think a couple of ways. I think um, if you're technical, definitely go check out the resources on Optimus YouTube. I've done a couple of tutorial stuff. Um, some of our other developer advocates are just crushing it in terms of educational content. Optimus also has an education product that, that's coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, on a personal level, um, my Twitter, I, I tend to, to do these kind of like long deep dives and explanations on my Twitter. It's 0x01, my first name. And then actually BFF recently released a product called BFF Discover. Um, I think a bunch of my educational videos are on there um, that do these breakdowns. And then same for We3. We3 has these like really, really long deep dives. I think I have an hour long video on there that is really going to the technical weeds of blockchains and NFTs and all of the above. So I would say those four places are, are the best starts. Well, I think your brain is a national treasure and I... I mean, you're already such a rock star in Web3, but I know if we fast forwarded a few years into the future, you're going to be like the woman that that everyone's talking to. That's at every highlighting every conference and on the front page of all the magazines. So I'm I'm excited to say that, you know, I, I knew her when and had her on my podcast when. So Ilan, it's really it's always a pleasure to chat with you and uh, really incredible to see your your meteoric rise in Web3. Oh, thank you very much. It's very, very sweet. I feel the same way about you and, and, and your achievements. So. Thank you. Well, I and I hope that we get to to hang out in real life in a real cafe sometime soon. Yes, definitely looking forward to that. Thanks for joining today. That Thanks was for having me. That was Elon Halpern, who works in product management at Alchemy, the world's leading blockchain developer. And I just I can't encourage you enough to definitely follow Elon and and get to know everything that she's thinking about. Uh, Elon mentioned a few things that we've covered on this podcast, so definitely encourage you to check out those episodes if you haven't already. Uh, we talked about the Ethereum merge, and we had a, a great episode with two guests, Laura Shin. Uh, who runs a really successful crypto podcast and book, and David Diano from my own team at Hug, who are discussing the Ethereum merge. Um, Elon, uh, we mentioned BFF. We talked about that. That's an organization that both of us are involved with, and we actually had the founders, Jamie Schmidt and Britt Morin, on this show, one of our very first episodes. So definitely uh, check that out. And finally, Alon mentioned women and weapons. We recently released an episode with Sarah Bauman, the founder and artist of Women and Weapons. It truly is one of the great OG women NFT projects. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in this week for Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, on the mic. And I love hosting the show because I learn alongside all of you. So tune in next week for a brand new episode.